We all know that angst when there are things we just don't know how to talk about. You know, the things we keep secrets about, like our sexuality. We're Sean and Helena Bonito, and we welcome you to the Secret Habit Podcast. We find it so hard to find couples willing to talk about sex and how to live out God's design for sexuality. This is why we are here, to be that couple for you. Relational challenges around sex can be so awkward to talk about. That is why this podcast is all about authenticity with a heavy dose of fun. We want you to experience hope that inspires change. The kind of change that helps you laugh stronger, laugh harder, and sex better. Let's go! Hey man, are you ready to take the step to quitting porn but feel stuck because you don't know how? Well, I have just the thing for you, the Secret Habit Recovery Accelerator, an all-in-one systemized and proven roadmap to helping Christian men experience lasting freedom from porn. In the Accelerator, you will get the three essentials to a successful recovery. One, expert guidance from myself, someone who has five years of freedom under their belt. Two, a proven roadmap. We have helped transform over 2,000 relationships through our programs. And three, like-minded community of men. Recovering alongside other men increases your chance of hitting your recovery goals by 66%. Isn't that amazing? So if you're really serious about accelerating your recovery, then head on over to secrethabit.ca slash porn recovery program or click the link in the show notes to hop on a complimentary call with me to see if you're a good fit for the accelerator. Until then, God bless. Hey, so many times the guys that I work with or initially talk to, this goes for women as well, really want to recover from their struggles. They have a deep desire to have a successful recovery, to have freedom, to feel healthy. But we want to just peel it back a little bit because one of the foundational things for them to get to that place is actually having the right heart posture and right view of God mm -hmm. so that the quality of their foundation leads to the quality of their recovery and you know guiding principles and recovery methods and all these things are really just nice ideas and kind of just cool things to do if they're not rooted in Christ and if they're not biblical. And that's something that Helen and I are very passionate about. So mm -hmm. today we're going to talk about biblical foundations. It's a module in the Secret Habit Recovery Accelerator. And I wanted to share more about that today just so you know a bit more about where we come from and how we build the recovery methods of Secret Habit on scripture and on God's Rema, his Logos, the word, the power, the victory of Jesus. So yeah, and I know we talked last week about the church and some of the gaps, and you really wanted to make sure that we talked about this this week, which I think is really good timing. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited about this because I think um, I think it's really important that you guys know kind of what what uh, what is the theology a little bit, and and uh, you know kind of what is even like why are we doing what we are doing? Like it, this is actually makes no sense to do unless we really believe in Jesus and his calling for our lives to help people with this. And, um, and really, this is really, uh, important to kind of 
you know, answer some of your questions you might have when it comes to, you know, how is this biblical? Is is coaching biblical or is kind of what are you guys doing uh, biblical? I think that those ones are really great questions. Um, we haven't had really anybody asking that, but I think it's just in the back of my mind. That's something what I would be asking if I would want to work with somebody. Is this person who I want to work with, uh, you know, do they know Jesus and how how do they like do they walk closely closely with him? And so, I think this is really important where we want to hash out some of uh, some of those things and also just really talking about, you know. Uh, like I think that the biggest understanding here between science and uh, between science and the Bible, really, I think uh, it's not science versus yeah, Bible. And this is kind of what we're trying to come. We have seen so many programs and things that people are trying to do in this field when it comes to sexual addiction. Um, yeah, it's it's not like I'm super grateful that we are all trying to help, but in in the same time, there is. Uh, there is either or many times and and that could be a detriment I love when people are really trying to understand that um, science is a gift and it is a gift from the Lord but it is not the giver and this is something that we're trying to uh, uh, really embed in in the understanding of healing the understanding that science and the psychology is a gift and understanding of the brain and the development like anything that we're even trying to help uh, with children and, and, and just to be able to understand these things is a great gift. Uh, but we have to understand the point that it is not the giver and it is not for us to worship. Um, so I think just to be able to kind of unravel this, talking about healing and the biblical foundation of like, how do we heal? Um, and, and, and this is something that Sean really talks about in his program and, and, and the, the principle of uh, the gospel and just really understanding the gospel is like the the, the foundation yeah. to healing and this is why we want to like bring this up and talk about this like wow we are you know if we don't talk about the gospel uh, and healing we are doing nothing That's so right. this Absolutely. is something we really want to open up the the topic about yeah yeah because psychology would say that we need to like renew our mind but you can you know kind of go down a path of doing that somewhat in your own strength without it being based on Christ. Like there was a sermon I heard the other day. It's like we can easily have faith just based on the idea of faith. So like drive safe, you know, be careful, you know, whatever. But faith in Jesus is actually looking at the scriptures and rooting your life in what is true based on Jesus because he is truth. He is love. And that's so foundational to recovery Mm -hmm. because if, if, if someone going through my process doesn't stop somewhere in the beginning of the process and say, what do I believe about God? What do I believe about Jesus? And what are the lies that I believe? It's like, if that never happens, then everything they do could very easily be tainted. Mm-hmm. And that is a huge problem because the foundation of rebuilding needs to be strong. And you can't just like recover from porn and then go back and try and fix all of it. I think recover from porn needs to be built on the foundation of God's love, Christ's forgiveness, understanding the truths of those, because those are what, as we see in scripture, like it's the love of God that leads to repentance. And if somebody's just trying to work through recovery without their foundation being on the scriptures, on the truth, on the salvation of Christ, on the love of Christ, like 
I don't understand、mm-hmm. how that fits in later.、Mm-hmm. I think that needs to be the one of the beginning stages.、Mm-hmm. And like for me, that's so important because you know I I don't want someone to get to like six months into the program and then we start talking about you know the lies that they believed about God because that needs to be the foundation、mm-hmm. to everything that propels them forward.、Mm-hmm. And I think that can be really challenging for people to confront those things because. We can have anger towards God.、Mm. We can believe lies about God. We can think the world is better than God, and not even actually consciously know it.、Mm-hmm. So I think what this module, these four videos I have on the biblical foundations, does is it confronts the things that people might not know how to confront, or that even they're allowed to confront.、Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, the big question we all have is this: Is God good? Mm. That, and that's the question. Is like with guys in recovery or, or anybody in recovery, like is God punishing me? Well, that wouldn't make sense、mm-hmm. for a loving God who sent His Son to die for you. So, like that's just huge. Those huge questions. Like I'm going through a tough time in my recovery right now. Is that is that just like God, you know, putting me through something really hard because my past? And it's like, no. You might be going through something hard because he wants you to grow and develop character because he loves you, but it's not because he's. He's just. These are huge mindsets、mm-hmm. and character development and things that we need to figure out before we can move on to next stages in life.、Mm-hmm. So, like that's why I'm so passionate about it、mm-hmm. because our heart, our posture of heart, our mind set on Christ, believing what is true, being able to sniff out lies, like it's、mm-hmm. all vital、mm-hmm. for us to literally live in that. We have one God in three persons:、mm. Father, Son, and Spirit. It's incredible, and to be able to understand and have a relationship with each part of the Trinity,、mm-hmm. it's incredible to know that, to,、uh, to to believe that, to understand. And so, the Biblical Foundation module is really about that, like confronting the things that people don't really know how to confront, and bringing clarity to things like God's love, like the Holy Spirit, like spiritual warfare, like confession and repentance, like spiritual health, so that these guys have the the the, the good foot, the best foot forward, moving ahead. Like wow, building this on the love of Christ in a way that actually makes sense—not just intellectually, but in a belief system—changes、mm-hmm. everything. And then later on in the program, we actually go into removing like spiritual strongholds and barriers. But that's something that I believe is best done after we go through their story of trauma and pain. So this is the foundation, and then actually later in the program, we go through the deeper spiritual healing. That I think requires some time. Mm, mm. Yeah, I love that, Han. I think just、uh, wow, just you really keep saying the word foundation, and I can so resonate with that. And this is kind of a lot of a point in our healing, right? Like that was what needed to happen, and and I think so many people there. There's also like, I think so many people might have questions when it comes to their foundation, but is there? Is there a place that they won't be judged to bring those questions? I think that yes, is a、right. you know you know is there a safe place where we can just like like I have questions and I think that I don't know how this like I am struggling right now with sex addiction and I am supposed to be you know not struggling with this because I believe in Jesus you know this is like a really big deal to to unravel like why do I、yes. I I gave my life to Jesus so.、Yeah. Why do I still struggle with this? Yes, it's such a good question. 
And the reality is, is that question is something that I wrestled with is like, gave my life to the Lord. I got baptized. I'm serving at this church. Like what is wrong with me? I still Mm -hmm. struggle with porn addiction. And the reality is, is because the decision to trust in Jesus isn't what transforms us. It's the decision to follow Jesus. That is what's the transformation. Like we are working out our salvation. Mm. We don't earn salvation by works, but we work out our salvation becoming more like Christ. Mm. And when guys aren't committed to that, when women aren't committed to that, that's kind of that culture we have where you say a prayer when you're 13 and you believe you're saved forever. Like that is an unhealthy, unhelpful culture. And I think that's why James, the brother of Jesus, wrote his book to say, guys, your works are really important. Your disciplines, your practices, Jesus modeled them for you. Mm-hmm. That means they're important. If Jesus, the son of God, needed to have rest and go to the mountainside and pray, what the heck, man? Like that obviously <laughs> means you do too. Don't try and avoid things that the Lord did. Like it's incredible how we try and weasel our way out of disciplines. Mm. And that's, yeah, I think we're, we're, everybody kind of cringes at the word discipline now. I think this, this DNA just kind of like, yeah. just kind of like, goes back and it's like the thing is i think because people have been hurt by kind of the uh uncom- uncompassionate part of like yes uh, healing and i think just kind of you know uh white knuckling things through which we're this is not what we're talking about but there's a difference between white knuckling and and like just not understanding a kind of clarity within within discipline and then there is uh there is discipline like those things are different white knuckling and discipline yeah. are two different things yeah i think discipline many times comes from understanding clarity and uh clear goals yep. um and not you know i think usually white knuckling is very chaotic and we're just trying to you know there's no why there's no why we're we're very like fogged up and we're just trying to kind of work our way out of feelings yeah. by just doing a bunch of things because we feel terrible yeah. Um, that's not what hmm. what discipline is. And, and the reason why Jesus, in, in what I'm saying, like models what we look like to have discipline is because he knew the Father's will. He mm-hmm. wanted to do the Father's will. And he knew that that was the fruit of when he was with his disciples, when he was with other people, is living in God's will, developed fruit, produced mm-hmm. fruit. And when we are dis, you know, disciplined people, it's not because we need to earn God's love. It's because it actually changes us. God's love changes us to discipline. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, is there a disconnect between people, you know, what have you seen, honey? People that have, you know, that you coach, then you go through this uh, biblical foundation. Uh, Is there a disconnect between people actually understanding, those men understanding God's love and actually understanding the gospel fully? Mm. Yeah. Well, why don't I just talk about the four principles? I would love for you to talk about the four principles. Yeah. So the four principles of the gospel, um, really like tying it into your question. So principle one is God loves you and wants a relationship with you. Mm -hmm. Like intellectually, we all know God loves us. But do we believe that? Mm -hmm. And this idea that he wants a relationship with you, that's not based off of what you do or don't do. He is in love with you and wants to be with you. That is hard to grasp. Mm. Typically with humans, the human condition is when I'm doing good, 
God loves me and wants a relationship with me. So that is a huge hurdle to get over. And that's why this is like the foundation. And it's kind of this question I ask the guys is like, what do you believe about God's unconditional love? And where do these beliefs come from? Because very often that word unconditional doesn't actually hit. Mm. It's like, it's very conditional. And we have a God who is unconditional, who even sent his son to die to show just how unconditional it is. Mm. But for them to grasp that in a belief system like way is really hard. So that is super foundational. And then we talk about like, what do you struggle with in terms of unconditional love? And usually it's because they've never experienced it from anyone in their life, which is not going to happen because we live in a broken world, but because of the tainted world we live in of pain and brokenness and trauma that gets projected onto our father in heaven. Mm. And the idea of unconditional love just seems way out there, especially because of porn addiction, this and that. Mm-hmm. But that's not unconditional. So when we look at the scriptures, we see that God has unconditional love. We either believe that to be true or we don't. Mm-hmm. And that's why we need to talk about these things because there's things in the way from believing that's true. And it's usually around pride. Mm-hmm. I should be better than this. I should know better. I should be able to do this. I should be able to quit on my own. Mm-hmm. It's like, but that condemnation spirit is what's robbing the relationship you have with Jesus because condemnation leads to isolation like you want to hide when you're condemned right Mm -hmm. it's so brutal so that's principle number one god loves you and wants a relationship with you so if you're listening to this how does that hit home with you Mm -hmm. is that just nice to hear and then you're like wow yeah like that's not really true because it is true and it's rooted in scripture Mm. god sent his one and only son to die for you principle number two is this reality that this world doesn't want to believe today nobody's perfect we all sin and it's sin that is the distancer from god and what i talk about with my clients in this principle is that your sin isn't like god doesn't hate you when you sin like he's not like oh sean you just watch porn like can't deal with you man like sorry go clean yourself up and come back to me then He actually is, and he says in the book of Revelation, that God is knocking at the door. Like he is waiting for you to let him in. So when we sin, it's, I would say 100% of the time, it's actually us that distance ourselves from God Mm -hmm. because we don't believe he's an unconditional loving God, right? So when that happens, when we sin, we then isolate and hide and clean ourselves up thinking that we need to go and, you know, kill a goat or something to then come back to God. When in actuality, God is waiting for us. If, if anyone's a parent listening to this, if your child makes a mistake, what do you want them to do? Do you want them to run to you for support and to be honest with you so that you can love them and help them? Or do you want them to hide and avoid you? Mm. Like, it's just an honest question, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the heart of God, that he just wants us to give him our hearts. That's incredible. Mm. Like, such a beautiful story of God's love. Lived out in Jesus. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it's incredible. Because it has changed both of our lives. Like, we wouldn't be here today. We don't share this because it's good information. Yeah. We share this because it's true. And it's our only hope. So, those are principles one and two. Principle three is that Jesus died for your sins. And here's the kicker. 
It says in Hebrews 10, basically once and for all this past, present, and future sins and made a way for you to be connected to God. Like that is incredible that you don't have to go to the temple and sacrifice an animal. God already knows that you're broken and that you need him, that you're going to fall and, and, and sin. And that's why Jesus paid the penalty on the cross once and for all. So you're not surprising God when you sin. And that's why he wants you to come to him because he wants your heart. So that's like such a big question is like, do you actually believe that once and for all payment is once and for all for you? Or do you just think that your sins are too much for God to forgive? Like those are huge questions that we have to confront because he died for you, whoever's listening. He died for Sean. He died for Helena. He died for each and every one of us as a whole. But also he knows your name. He knows the hairs on your head. He, he died for you specifically. And that's incredible. And I often ask guys that I work with, why do you believe in Jesus? Hmm. And that's such a challenging question that I heard from a pastor one time. And a lot of times I get answers that are like, oh, well, it just makes sense. He was a great teacher. You know, he's God. It's like all true. But like without him, there is nothing. That's why we believe in him because he is the only hope. He is salvation. He is God and died for you and rose for you so you could be in eternity with him one day. Like that's amazing. Without that, we're just worm food at the end of our life. Mm -hmm. And we need to confront the fact that like a lot of us don't even know why we believe in him. And it's sad because that why is what you said, Helena, is drives us to discipline, drives mm -hmm. us to practicing Jesus's way. Mm. That's so powerful. And then principle four is that we all have the opportunity to make the choice to believe in Jesus. And here's the thing. It's not just like saying that prayer. It's actually choosing to believe in him every day to follow him when life says otherwise. Second part of this is to surrender our lives to him what does that look like for you? How, where are there areas you have not surrendered to Jesus? Because that is going to hold you back every single time because he wants your life. He wants your heart so he can radically transform it into the purpose he made you for. And the last part of this is you can enter into a relationship with God. And I think that is an interesting word because a relationship with God means that it's it's something you want. It's it's mutual. It's two-sided. It's not just you giving God a grocery list. It's not just you thinking God's a dictator, but it's a relationship that is abundant because he is a God who is bigger than all problems. He's a God who created this whole world. He created everything. And like you get to have a relationship with the creator. Man, that is crazy to think about. <laughs> so that's such a big thing. And often I ask guys, like, what do you feel God calling you to surrender what do you call what do you feel i'm calling you to do or to not do and that's a big question like what do you think god's telling you not to do today it's a big question to ask we often want to know what god wants us to do but i think it's actually harder to ask god what do you not want me to do mm. and that is the four principles of the gospel that i walk my clients through because it's just so vital that they confront these gospel principles from a position of saying wow if I don't get this, then everything I do is for earning. Everything I do is from fear and shame. And it just, that just doesn't work. Mm -mm, no. And the thing is, is even if you think of, uh, you know, the secular culture, if you, even if you don't believe in Jesus, the reality is that where does uh, the morality derive from? Because the science cannot actually prove morality. So where does our morality derive from? Like, it really... Uh, 
obviously there is scientific things that you know can physically really make you like ill and the brain how it changes when it comes to pornography addiction and that if that's enough for you to stop watching pornography wow like yeah. that i don't know how <laughs> uh but you know if, if you if you don't believe in in but but what is your really why and the the moral condition of pornography and, and what's actually behind pornography what is the the why uh why do you even want to quit because if yeah. it's to just you know make someone happy uh to finally you know make your wife happy if that's your enough why i don't know if that's if that's gonna yeah. you know help you that's right uh it's just the reality and this is this is really i think you know when when we understand jesus when we understand the why behind our our like why we want to even heal um it changes everything but yeah it's just a question of morality like what is what is the moral question in, regard, in regards to pornography because yeah. jesus solves that question of morality the bible solves the question of morality and where does it derive from why do you have the the longing uh to be in goodness mm. yeah and just going back to what you talked about with, with like the why or the vision of something it's like i think we're called to disciple people like that's the great commission is to create mm. disciples and to share the good news and i think the good news is that there are answers as to why god made things a certain way in his goodness not just don't have sex before marriage because mm -hmm. it's bad mm -hmm. like there are answers rooted in love and beauty that so many christians don't know about because they grew up in purity culture they grew up in legalism they grew up in a system that just went to church and you know was very much like a pharisee in a way mm. that it wasn't love driven it was actually shame driven mm -hmm. and when we are shame driven we try and prove ourselves and we have nothing to prove to god because he doesn't need anything from us mm. he wants to be with us just grasp that for a second like that is unbelievable he mm -hmm. wants to be with you I, I heard i read a quote once that said jesus could love people because he didn't need people and that's really incredible he doesn't need you and that's why you doesn't matter what you do or don't do he loves you because he made you and wants to be in relationship with you and it's through that relationship that you'll see your life transform mm. it's not through proving things to him it's through being in relationship with mm -hmm. him and that's so powerful wow so this is a big concept because you're talking about the the gospel then you're talking about uh living in spiritual health and there, there are other yeah, parts four of video this. there's four videos in the biblical foundation module yes and I, what i'm actually thinking about hon this is so beautiful i i'm so touched and i'm like really thinking about just the big picture for people of the understanding of healing because if this is the foundation why is it important that like why how does i think i think the, the question is we kind of talked about it a little bit before but uh when it comes to the church talks about this right so why are we missing this piece or or when it comes to healing why can't we why can't we just heal um 
based on knowing this foundation and and what is what are we missing like what is what is wrong like are we just not using some of the gifts that God has given us to actually uh heal and to like to be able to understand what's going on mm, yeah. or, or what's what's happening yeah well the first thing would be the question of what does a relationship require mm-hmm. most people would say time and energy compassion love connection f- friendship do you have that or do you even want that with god that's the basis of everything because in relationship with people that we want to be in relationship with what do we do we make time for them we spend time with them and often we'll even just hang out on the couch together and not care what happens there's no agenda and that's the relationship with god that is fruitful because that is the relationship with god that is about a relationship not a vending machine not a not not a wizard or a dictator but a relationship with a loving god who says i love you and that's a gift i've given you this and that's a gift i just want to spend time with you when you posture your heart to me i will speak to you when you are obedient to me i'm going to be i'm going to bless you because i can trust you with more and i think like that's what relationships all about mm. and i don't think we're taught how to do that mm. first of all And second of all, I think it's just the fact that what is true in the Bible, what is true of God doesn't sink in with people because of what I said before. Like they project what the world has done to them onto God. So if somebody grew up in a a family system or was bullied or whatever it was, was sexually abused, it's so hard for them to trust that God can see them and love them and they can trust God and love God because their relational like view of of how to have relationship the 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 style of relating is tainted Mm -hmm. and we need to confront what is tainted to be able to heal it Mm -hmm. because a lot of people have never spoken out the lies that they believe they actually don't know why they're stuck they don't know why they're on the hamster wheel of christianity Mm -hmm. and that's a burden for me to help people pinpoint those things mm. i i feel like i'm on a hamster wheel sometimes so it's not like you're there's no ever a perfection in this but it's an awareness of even yesterday hon and i were praying against generational curses of food in our family because it's like food can be such a comfort and a numbing uh, mechanism for us and it's like we talked about the stories and the events we lived through with our families that taught us this and this and this about food and we look at scripture of what god says about food it's like food is a gift it's an energizer it's a fuel it's a way to worship god and it's very clear about gluttony so it's like we had to confront that yesterday mm-hmm. and look at what is true and posture our hearts towards what is true and take ownership and repent and confess and deal with it mm-hmm. and i just wonder if a lot of people are just scared to do that mm. i think a lot of us are scared to look at the reality i think i know what it what it feels yeah. like it's just kind of like yeah sitting in that unknown and kind of be blind and not wanting to go to the awareness piece is sometimes i don't know how to explain this but it it feels sometimes like something pulls me there to stay there Mm. and it feels like the enemy is just like trying to like like just keep me there yeah 
And that's literally like, it feels like every fiber of my being wants to like stay stuck there. And actually like knowing that the awareness piece is going to help me and that's what's going to be the fruit in my life to 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 come to Jesus and to to have the awareness and to to bring that to him but it feels like something is pulling me to like not do that and and but just be able to say this with each other it could be such a such a like disarming thing i think you know having having to share this that wow i actually feel this this pull to like not go there yeah just to be even have the courage to say that out loud um you know and and like having somebody just to to hear it mm. just creates such a disarming piece to the enemy because now it's yes. out in the open and then yes. the awareness piece can start start grow and i can open start opening up because now yeah. he's disarmed and yes. usually he's disarmed when we are when you just open out what's actually going on mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the fourth video in the module is practicing spiritual warfare. And it's really just this idea that like Satan hates you, his demonic colleagues and the demonic realm hate you. He's the king of the air and he will do anything and everything he can to stop you from believing in Jesus. He doesn't even care if you become a Satanist. He just doesn't want you to believe Jesus is loving and good and perfect. And that could come out in him driving you towards um, getting really invested in the gym or a sport or a hobby or getting caught up in watching movies that aren't good for you and, and justifying them. But like Satan's plans are quite cunning. But when you see them for what they are, you realize, wow, this, this guy is really weak sauce. But when we're living in them, you realize it's hard to realize that. Mm-hmm. You know, you've said it before, hon. It's like when you actually figure out what the enemy's doing. It's like seeing his hand in a game of poker and seeing that he's bluffing. It's like, you now know the enemy's bluffing. Now, what are you going to do with that? So the spiritual warfare video is really in and around that idea of Satan talks about your identity. God has already given you an identity. Satan wants you to believe that you are bad. You are dirty. You are a pervert. You are these things. Like you are rather than you did something bad. You Mm -hmm. did this. You did that. And God separates those and says, you're a beloved son. You're a beloved daughter. Repent from that come back to me Mm -hmm. it's just a beautiful invitation so that is vital just for us to know that we have an enemy who hates us and i always ask guys is like what if you thought about the fact that you're not the problem here but there is an enemy who hates you and wants nothing but destruction in your life it actually helps remove a lot of the condemnation they put on themselves the fact that Mm -hmm. they can't believe they got to this dark pit and it's like of course you did let's look at your story of course you did. Let's look at this enemy who hates you, who wanted you to get there. Mm-hmm. Not to say that removes responsibility, but it removes the fact that it's not all your fault. Mm-hmm. And that's super powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, we could probably do another video on some of those more specific things around spiritual warfare or another yeah. podcast because I don't want this one to be too, too long. Yeah. But I want to just like the element of spiritual warfare I is like we have an enemy who wants you to not love Jesus. And how does he do that? He lies to you. He confuses you. He grows an anxiety inside of you. And then we talked about confession of repentance a few weeks ago. That's one of the modules. Mm -hmm. Really learning how to practice that well based off of like one of the first commands of Christ was repent. The kingdom of heaven is near. Like that is powerful. 
We need to realize that. I think it was Matthew 4, like early on in the scriptures. We see in James, like, confess your sins to one another and pray. Like, we see this rooted in scripture. And then one of the other videos is living in spiritual health. Like, how do you actually live in a healthy state spiritually after you start believing what is true, confronting what is not true, and slowing yourself down so you can listen to God, have a relationship with him, Sabbath, and actually feel like a, revi- like a revitalization in your spiritual life that it's not just about checking boxes, but it's about being with the creator who loves you. And like, that's enough. That, like, that's so cool. Mm. And I know for Helen and I, like, it's been a tough season with a baby to Sabbath well and to slow down as much as we used to. But whenever we do, wow, oh, it is, so it feels good. like we had a, a week long vacation because the Lord meets you in those slow, quiet places and he refuels you in those slow, quiet places. And I think that's why with addiction, it's so hard for people to love God or understand God's love is because when they're stressed or sad or mad, their their like instant reaction is to grab their phone, is to go to something to cover up how they're feeling. But the Lord wants us to sit with him in those, just like we see in Psalms, chock full of line after line of David just saying to the Lord how he's feeling, mm-hmm. sitting with him in quiet, just this contrite spirit that the Lord wants us to have. So Helena's an expert in that. She loves the Psalms. She's great at poetry. So she would be uh, an awesome person to learn from regarding like pouring out your heart from what we read in Psalms. But Maybe another podcast episode. Yeah. I would love to talk about feeling your feelings and i think that's really important part to to connect with the lord and and build the relationship with the lord is uh learning to feel your feelings and to kind of what i was talking about before is to uh like the awareness piece that i think so many of us just are losing and i'm just talking from my experience right now because i feel like I literally went through a couple of months where it's just, I think maybe two months that I I think I, I haven't been really noticing what's been going on. And the awareness piece just has, um, I kind of just thought it was good. And then just suddenly things just piled up on me and I'm crying and what's going on. And it's, it's one of those things that I just realized that I went so far away from actually pouring my heart out to the Lord to really like feel my feelings and for the last two months i've just been covering up those feelings with things i was able to you know grab on the quickest and uh just the awareness piece is like the the the, such a huge part where we like the lord just really meet me in those in those places and uh allowing uh allowing him to come into that space to to help me feel my feelings again and um it's just so beautiful so i i would love to talk about that in maybe one of our next podcasts and what does it mean to feel our feelings because it's so connected to 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 this and um yeah we we're praying that this has Mm. uh you know this has some nourishment um to your soul that what we're speaking is really uh from the holy spirit and and uh inspired by the word of God, and and that's what we believe in. Um, And everything we do, we just want to say that uh, we really pray that derives from from the word of God. Like really our intentions are from us believing in Jesus and 
we want you to know that and we want you to uh, just experience experience the healing through Jesus Christ and uh, that being the foundation to to everything mm, it's vital it's beautiful it's an invitation and really this is something that if you haven't confronted or thought about I would just pause everything you're doing and focus in on this area of confronting the lies about God and looking at what's the disconnect from you believing his truth hmm. because his truth is the only truth and we live in a world that doesn't want to believe in absolute truth but we have it we know it and we get to live from it and that is our guiding our life guidance and it's not just like a couple of cool ideas or parables it is a living person who is love and he's given us the holy spirit it's incredible Mm. So we have failed epically in following Christ along the way. Um, I remember when I was addicted to porn, I was just so far gone, even as a new Christian. I had a zest, but I didn't really believe it. I had to refill myself every day because I fought with the disbelief and everything. So a lot of this just comes from my own struggles, mm-hmm. our struggles, and things that I've seen in the men that I work with. So I'm really passionate about it because it's transformed my life. And every time I have conversations about biblical foundations with the men I work with, it's just life altering for them. And mm-hmm. I love that. And I want that for you. So as we always say, hey, Helena, yes. we want our failures to be your success. Exactly. So God bless and lots of love. Hey, did you know that you can be a part of our vision of transforming 100,000 relationships in the next seven years? The easiest way for you to do that is to rate, review, and share our show so other men, women, and couples can experience healing and transformation. And for yourself, hit subscribe to get the new episodes right to your library as soon as they come out. If you want to take it a step further, it would be incredible if you would let someone know about our Recovery Accelerator program, an all-in-one systemized and proven roadmap to helping Christian men experience lasting freedom from porn. You can get more information on that at secrethabit.ca slash porn recovery program or by clicking the link in the show notes below. Thank you so much for tuning into our show today. God bless.